I am on a series where I am speaking uh, about the wisdom of God in a mystery. I am going to continue with that, the wisdom of God in a mystery. I started it off uh, two weeks back and I hope uh, most of you are there for those uh, sermons. So I hope we are in one line about what the Bible is speaking about the mystery. The mystery. So last time, just to reiterate, what I told was, what are the four deep things of God? And the Bible says that <clears throat> for the spirit, for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. So number one, who is the teacher of the mystery? Someone who is the teacher of the mystery? Atma. Hmm? Yes, auntie. Atma. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Pavitra Atma. Uh, Holy Spirit. And uh, okay. Praise God. So what are the what are the deep things? What are the four deep things? The parts of the mystery. Anyone? The mind of Christ. Yeah. The heart of God. Which burdens his heart, hmm. that heart, and then the plan of God, what he has predestined for us to be holy and blameless before him. Yeah. And hidden uh, mysteries in the word of God. Amen. Yeah. So the, the first is the mind of the Lord. The mind of the Lord. The, the, the spirit of wisdom and counsel. Uh, sorry, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might and the knowledge and of the fear of the Lord was upon Jesus. That signifies the mind of the Lord about a matter. And the second, what we spoke about was uh, the burden in the heart of God, the feelings of God. God has feelings. God has a burden upon his heart. The third was the predestined plan of God. There is a predestination plan set. And the fourth was the revelation and the mysteries in the word of God. So, Praise God. I just wanted to check if uh, we are on the same page. So let's go ahead with the mystery. And today what I want to speak about is, I want to continue the topic of the mystery. I, so there are mysteries, there are types of mysteries mentioned in the scripture. Okay. There are types of mysteries mentioned in the scripture. Uh, we will start off. The first mystery is, let me, let me just dictate you the types of mystery and then we will go one by one. Maybe I will not be able to cover all. I have located six mysteries that is mentioned in the scriptures. Okay. So from the scriptures, we will see those six mysteries first of all. And then we will start off about the operation of a mystery. About the operation of a mystery. How does, how what is, what is really the operation of a mystery and what are the six mysteries mentioned in the scripture? The first mystery mentioned in the scripture is the mystery of his will. The mystery of his will in Ephesians chapter number 1, verse number 19. Note it down. We will not go there. Mystery of God's will. It's there in Ephesians chapter number 1, verse 9. Sorry, not 19. Ephesians 1, verse 9. Ephesians 1. Verse 9, the mystery of God's will. Okay, let us go to the scripture. Ephesians 1, verse 9. <laughs> Having made known to us the mystery of his will. The mystery of his will. 
Okay, your Bible says that the mystery of God's will, according to His good pleasure which He purposed in Himself. Okay, we will come to that at a later part. The second mystery is the mystery of Christ. The mystery of Christ in Ephesians chapter number three. Ephesians chapter number three, verse three and four. How that by revelation He made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read. you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of christ mystery of christ okay again there is another verse for that mystery of christ which he mentions paul mentions in colossians chapter number 4 verse 3 colossians chapter number 4 verse 3 meanwhile pr praying for also for us that god would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of christ again second is the mystery of christ for which i am also in chains the third is the mystery of marriage the mystery of marriage which is actually the mystery of intimacy i will explain all these things when i get a chance i don't know if I, if i can explain everything but let's see how much can we cover but the third one is the mystery of marriage in ephesians chapter number 5 ephesians chapter number 5 uh verse number 31 and 32 Ephesians 5 31 and 32 For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to to his wife and the two shall become one flesh This is a great mystery What is that the mystery of marriage which is a great mystery but I speak concerning concerning Christ and the church The mystery of marriage has be, has originated from Christ and the church and actually it's the mystery concerning intimacy which I will cover later So what is the third one the mystery of marriage the mystery of his will mystery of christ the mystery of marriage the fourth one is the mystery of the gospel the mystery of the gospel ephesians chapter number 6 ephesians chapter number 6 verse number 19 and for me that utterance may be given to me that i may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel the mystery of the gospel that is the fourth mystery mentioned in the scripture The fifth mystery is important and I would cover it today mystery of lawlessness mystery of lawlessness which is also the manifestation of the antichrist which is there in second thessalonians chapter number 2 verse 7 second <clears throat> thessalonians chapter 2 verse 7 for the mystery of lawlessness the mystery of lawlessness is already at work only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way i will come today to the mystery of lawlessness i i have to cover mystery of lawlessness today so the fifth is what mystery of lawlessness the sixth is mystery of godliness the mystery of godliness first timothy chapter number 3 verse 16 first timothy chapter number 3 verse 16 and without controversy great is the mystery of godliness mystery of godliness what is the mystery god was manifested in the flesh justified in the spirit seen by angels preached among the gentiles believed on in the world received up in glory mystery of godliness and the seventh is the seventh one is the mystery of god i will start off from the seventh one explaining from the seventh one The mystery of God is in Hallelujah, Revelation chapter number ten. Don't worry; it will not be too confusing and heavy. 
I will simplify everything. There is a lot of mysteries mentioned in the scripture. Okay. But we will go one by one. Revelation chapter number 10, verse 7. Verse 7. But in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, the mystery of God would be finished. Everyone say the mystery of God would be finished. That signifies the operation of a mystery. I will come to that at a later part. But the Bible says when the seventh angel will sound, the mystery of God would be over, would be finished. In other words, it will be completed, accomplished as he declared to his servants, the prophets. The mystery of God is the seventh, is the seventh mystery. Okay, let me reiterate. I told you mystery of his will, mystery of Christ, mystery of marriage, which is the mystery of intimacy, the mystery of the gospel, the mystery of lawlessness, the mystery of godliness, and the seventh one is the mystery of God. Let us start off with mystery of God. Hallelujah. Are you ready, people? Amen. Revelation chapter number 10. Revelation chapter number 10. I want to read from verse 1 onwards. I saw uh, uh, still, I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was on his head. His face was like the sun, and his feet like pillars of fire. Stop there. Now this angel, this angel, how he, how he looks, there, is a, there are some elements upon him. There is some elements that his, his body or his structure carries. The first one is, he's clothed with a cloud. Cloud. Second is a rainbow that is on his head. His face is like a sun and his feet are like what? Pillars of fire. So cloud, the rainbow, the glory of the sun and pillars of fire is what signifies this mighty angel. Are we together? Verse number two. He had a little book open in his hand and he set his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. So it's a very huge angel. And uh, one foot is on the sea and one foot is on the land signifying, I will tell you the meaning of it. It signifies that he holds the covenant of the earth. This angel. This angel, what? holds the covenant of the earth. I cried with a loud voice as when a, uh, sorry, and cried with a loud voice as when a lion roars, when he cried out, seven thunders uttered their voices. Let's stop there. Okay. So coming back to the angel, what is, how is the angel? The angel is having a garment of a cloud. The rainbow is on the head. The face looks like a sun and the legs are like pillars of fire. Remember these four elements. And one leg, he's stepping uh, on, on the sea. And one foot is on the sea. The left foot is on the uh, land and the right foot is on the sea. Okay, we will come to that. So remember the description of the angel. Now this angel, who is this angel? The many Bible commentators try to verify. Some say this angel is Jesus. This angel is not Jesus. This angel is an angel who records God's covenant with his servants. This angel is an angel that records God covenant with his servants. Okay. Hallelujah. This angel is the same angel who was present when God made a covenant with Noah. You remember that? I will set a rainbow in the cloud and that will be my covenant. It was a, it was a part of the description of how this angel looks. A cloud and, an, and a rainbow. Okay. Let us go to Genesis chapter number 9, verse number 13. Let's go there, Genesis chapter number 9. 
<coughs> verse number thirteen. Uh, I okay. I set my rainbow in the cloud, and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. So this angel is an angel that holds the covenant of the earth. When God was making the covenant with Noah, that God will not destroy the mankind with flood anymore. Right? That was the covenant. Whenever God makes a covenant, this angel will record the covenant that God makes with man. Okay, this is the first inst instance of the covenant. There was a covenant that God made with Abraham, and this angel recorded it. I will show you how from the scriptures. Okay, so what is this angel? This angel is the angel who carries the covenant of the earth, the covenants of the earth. Okay, so when God is making a covenant, He shows. Uh, he uh, tells Noah what will be the sign of the covenant. He says that it will be a rainbow in the cloud signifying this angel is recording the covenant that God is making with Noah. Okay, let me go ahead. Verse number 14. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. And I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. Verse 16, the rainbow shall be in the cloud and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant. That means the angel of who keeps the record of the covenants will show the covenant to God for God to remember the covenants he has made. made. Are we understanding? Uh, is there any, any, any manager here who works in a corporate? Huh? Hallelujah. I, uh, is there someone, a manager here who works in a corporate? Have you seen managers? Okay, if there is no one, have you seen managers in the corporate? They have a, the, the people on high position. Huh? Tejal, you I work. I used to work as a manager. You used to work. Okay, so you used to work as a manager. If you if you were a senior manager or something, you might have an assistant with you, okay? Because you cannot, you cannot keep all things because you are working and managing so many teams and so many emails and so many clients. You cannot have a, a remembrance of everything. So what happens is an assistant or what a assistant is kept with you who would record the meetings and who would do a MOM that is minutes of meeting that you have with people. Is that true? Hallelujah. So the angel is an assistant angel to God for the covenants. Whatever covenant he is making with people, okay, he records it. And whenever it's time, it is brought to God's remembrance. Like, like the king Ahasuerus. Uh, yeah, the king Ahasuerus in the book of Esther. You know, he was not able to sleep that night. And he said, I'm not able to sleep. Open the book of the records. And in the book of the records, he found out that Mordecai had saved his life. But he forgot it. But it was recorded. Hallelujah. Are we together? It was recorded in the books. That is a covenant that is recorded. Covenant has to be recorded. And it was recorded how the sign of it was the rainbow and the cloud. It signifies the angel who is recording it. And that is the angel in Revelation chapter number 10. Are we together? Okay. Uh, so now that you understand that this angel possesses the records of the covenant made with the servants of God and made about the earth and several covenants. So now, what was the covenant with Noah? First of all, the covenant was, God said that I will never ag again destroy the earth by the flood. 
I will never again destroy mine mankind by the flood. Now, Hallelujah. Uh, how should I explain this? Listen to me. The Bible was written in a language that was not English. Okay, that was not English. The Bible was written in a language that was not English. So the original language which was recorded has all the meanings of the words. But when it is translated to other languages, like it got translated to English, uh, hallelujah, many of the meaning of the word and the impact that the sentences make get lost in the translation of the languages. Are we together? How many of you read Hindi Bible? Do you any, anyone read, reads Hindi Bible? Oh my God, I cannot. I stopped reading Hindi Bible because they, when you read the Hindi translation of the Bible, so many words are manipulated. The real essence of revelation is lost. So I prefer, my, my preference is the NKJV. Okay, the NKJV, any which ways, that's my preference. I'm just telling you. But what happens is when it is translated, so what I'm saying is, God said in this scripture that I will never again the again destroy the earth and and the and the people and the flesh on the earth or the creatures on the earth by flood. I will never again do that. But now in Revelation chapter 10, when this angel is appearing, the angel who recorded the covenant of God, the rainbow, hallelujah, this angel has come to bring God's judgment on earth. Yeah. God's judgment on earth. So you will say, if God made a covenant that he will not destroy the earth, why is God destroying it through His through the covenant? Because you, we are not understanding the scripture. Now listen to me. Let me explain it and be very careful when I am saying it. Okay? Uh, carefully listen to me. First of all, when God said that he will not destroy the earth again with the process of a flood, he will not destroy mankind, actually, not the earth, the mankind the human beings and the flesh and the animals by a flood. Actually, when you read the Hebrew script of it, it will portray you and give the meaning of it that God was in a habit of destroying human beings with a flood. God had a habit. Listen, did, you, did you hear my sermon on the ancient kingdom of Tyre? How many of you know my sermon on the ancient kingdom of Tyre, where I described that there was a race of human beings before Adam, on which Lucifer was the high priest, and that race was destroyed. Those human beings were destroyed. Listen to me very carefully. By waters, by flood. And that's why Genesis chapter 1 starts with, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and water was over the... So the earth was not land. It was a water body, complete water. Because the whole earth was, sub, was, was destroyed by water. Why? Because the human beings were sold to Lucifer. He did the trading of souls. And that's why God destroyed the human beings with the process of flood. So, listen to me very carefully. So, God always was in a habit that whenever man used to fell. Now, what happened during the time of Noah? The Bible says that the... Thoughts of man's heart became continually evil and God was sorry and regretful that he created man. That is what the Bible says. The thoughts of man's heart was continually evil, meaning 
demonic spirits had possessed the minds of people everyone how it started it started in genesis chapter number 6 when the sons of god those are the fallen angels when they saw that men are multiplying on the face of the earth they started to sleep with the daughters of men actually genesis chapter 6 the agenda of the devil started with the agenda of depopulation listen to me listen to me now the devil lucifer knows god's god's process and the devil knows if i corrupt the whole mankind and possess them and make them sin against the lord what the lord will do is destroy all of them with a flood okay so the devil knows it now the process of destroying the earth with a flood brings judgment on people but does not brings judgment on on satan and his company are we together the process of destroying the earth with a flood with a water will only destroy mankind and what all flesh including the animals destroy everything but satan and his company are not judged so god's covenant with noah was never again i will bring the judgment of a flood in other words never again i will judge only the mankind and the human beings but i will bring a judgment that will judge the the entity who is deceiving them so he will also are we understanding okay hallelujah so never again i will only judge the mankind never again i will destroy it with a flood so flood is a process of judgment where only human beings are destroyed by god but the demonic spirits are not judged satan is not judged they are hovering over that's why when when god made a covenant with with noah and after that bible says noah drank of his own vineyard and he was drunk and lay stripped himself and was was sleeping naked in his tent who did that a demonic spirit possessed noah and did that a ancestral spirit i don't have time to go in there because there are demonic spirits which are called ancestral spirits who have studied your ancestors they are controlling they had been controlling your father and his family they had been controlling your grandfather's family they had been controlling your great grandfather's family and they had been repeating a certain kind of pa- pattern as per the weaknesses in your bloodline so noah got drunk of the wine that was a ancestral spirit that existed and he knew noah's weak point demons have studied you my dear friend and they know what is your weak point some of your weak point is money some of your weak point is lust some of your weak point is alcohol he knows what is your weak point and when he wants an entry into your bloodline he will target you at your weak point and at your weak point he will bring to utterance because the bible says noah cursed canaan are we together he became angry and he released a curse and the demonic spirit through the curse of noah entered the bloodline of canaan because because after after the whole earth was destroyed there was only one family that is the family of noah right and the d- demonic spirits were left loose in the atmosphere they were hyperactive how could we enter the bloodline of noah yes and they entered through noah's curse into canaan are we understanding are you understanding so satan the process of destroying the earth with flood is, is is it's a judgment that only comes upon mankind 
and that that is what is what god is making a covenant that this type of judgment i will not bring the flood judgment where only the mankind is judged hallelujah are we together but a judgment is is coming now by the angel of the covenant which will not judge only mankind but along with the people who follow satan the beast the false prophet and satan himself will be arrested first the beast and the false prophet will be thrown alive into the lake of fire and then after a thousand years of rain the devil will be and his army will be thrown into the lake of fire so that is not the process of flood that is the the judgment of god that that will come that is a that is a mystery that is a mystery of god that is a mystery of god are we understanding the covenant so okay i am explaining you the this angel in revelation chapter 10 this angel in revelation chapter number 10 hallelujah hallelujah so let me read out some things the process of flood was to punish the mankind and not the devil and his company point number 1 point number 2 is the devil's agenda was to depopulate the earth and he knows that if he possesses the whole human human race god has to destroy mankind yes you know now what is the devil's agenda now on our depopulation when you read genesis chapter 6 verse verse 1 genesis chapter 6 verse 1 the bible says now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them that the sons of god saw the daughters of men the army of fallen angels started to work when what they saw when the men were multiplying when the earth was populating there is a limit of populate population a limitation that the devil has set if the population goes above that limit the devil will work and right now that is what is happening the devil is working on a depopulation agenda that's why you will see this normalization of L- lgbt community men with men are normal you don't have to criticize them women with women are normal you don't have to criticize them you know the on the news it came in india a first the first man became pregnant and gave birth those things are getting normalized people of god we got to wake up and understand the revelation of the prophecies written in the bible why that thing is happening because the devil wants to depopulate the earth and in olden olden times he knew that if he possesses the people and makes them sin against god god will get angry and 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 destroy them with flood destroy all of them so the depopulation is accomplished but god said i will never again do that so god will not destroy mankind again because of the devil's uh, uh, because of the devil's deception but right now what god will do he is going to destroy the devil and his system hallelujah are we understanding Uh, you 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 realize did you notice genesis chapter number 9 when god made the covenant the the first commandment commandment that god gave to noah was in genesis chapter 9 verse 1 so god blessed noah and his sons and said to them be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth that was the first commandment populate the earth multiply on the face of the earth because the devil has made me destroy the earth i know his agenda but since you were found righteous before me now you are there on the earth now carry out multiplying on earth all this nonsense about about climate change and there will be no food and all these things are satanic agendas this earth holds so much resources that generations after generations after generations after us can eat food and have resources for people to live on the earth 
how many generations have passed on this earth and the earth is still not empty god has made the earth in such a way are we understanding but the agenda of climate change and there is no food maybe we have to eat food made in the laboratory is are all satanic agendas that wants to hinder men not to multiply on earth are we together hmm? are you understanding okay listen to me so are we understanding the angel the rainbow and the cloud are here the angel in revelation chapter 10 okay this is the angel which recorded the covenant that god uh, made with noah okay so since we understand this i will go ahead to explain the features of the angel from the scripture exodus chapter number 14 okay before going to exodus chapter number 14 let me read out the sentence i have written in my diary which says the covenant was this so the covenant this time was this time i will not use the process of flood again which destroy only humans but this time judgment will be upon the deceiver the devil and his company who deceives mankind okay so uh, let's go now to exodus chapter number 14 hallelujah exodus chapter number 14 and verse number 19 verse number 19 and the angel of god who went before the camp of israel moved and went behind them and the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them what was the angel doing there he was with the people of israel in a pillar of cloud during the night time uh, sorry pillar of fire during the night time and in the day time he was with a pillar of cloud pillar of cloud now this angel is what having the cloud as his garment the rainbow on his head i explained that okay and sun as the face the glory of the sun and the fire the legs are like fire okay the fire and the cloud the fire and the cloud so this angel was was what he was doing the egyptians when israel was was waiting at the border of the red sea waiting for for god to accomplish salvation and part the red sea the egyptian came from behind you know the story okay i don't have to explain you that the egyptian came from behind so this angel in a pillar of fire stood behind them and did not let the egyptians come near them what he was doing is he was the angel of the uh, the same angel in revelation chapter 10 and the same angel in genesis chapter 9 the same angel here in exodus chapter number 14 what he is doing is he is he is uh, operating in the covenant that god made with abraham ah hallelujah what he is doing he is operating in the covenant that god made with abraham okay what he was doing is not letting egyptian kill the israeli people until the red sea is parted and they go on the other side and cross egypt why because he is carrying the record of the covenant god made with abraham in the, in that covenant the lines of god says the agreement of the covenant says that uh, your 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 descendants abraham will be slaves in a foreign land but i will destroy that nation and take them out of that nation which is there in 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 genesis in the book of genesis let turn with me to genesis oh i did not note it down but let me search for the verse it's in the book of genesis chapter number 
<coughs> Aleluya. Okay. Uh, give me one moment. Yeah, Genesis chapter number 15. Genesis chapter number 15, verse number 12. Now when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. And behold, horror and great, dark, great darkness fell upon him. Then he said to Abraham, know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them and they will afflict them for 400 years. Hmm? It is talking about the people that who will be bondage, Israel will be in bondage in Egypt. So they will be, they will afflict them for 400 years and also the nation whom they serve, I will judge. Afterward, they shall come out with great possessions. Hallelujah. This is the covenant. If you read before that, you will see that God asked Abraham to bring some birds and everything. And God made, it was a covenant that God was making. What was the covenant? That Abraham, your descendants, Abraham, his name was Abraham at that time. Your descendants will be as slaves in a foreign land. Okay. And, but I will judge that land and bring them out. So this, again, the same angel of the covenant appeared in the pillar of fire and was keeping the Egyptians away so that God's covenant will be fulfilled. Hallelujah. The angel that keeps God's covenant. This is the angel. Are we together? Are we understanding who is that angel? Okay, now let's go to, let's go now back to Revelation chapter number 10. So, Revelation chapter number 10, so it says, verse number 1, I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, a rainbow on his head, face like a sun, and feet like pillars of fire. He had a little book. What was the book? The book of the covenants. The book of the covenants, that is what the angel keeps open in his hand and he set his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land because it signifies that he holds the covenant of God for the earth which was made with Noah. That is the significance of it. Okay, okay, okay. Let, there are seven thunders. I don't want to go into that. That is a different topic altogether. The seven thunders. So, uh, seven thunders were uttered but John was asked not to write it down. So, we will not go into that. We will stick to the mystery of God. Okay. So let us uh, jump on to verse number, verse number six. Okay. Come on with me to Revelation chapter number 10, verse number six and swore by him, the angel swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are in it, the earth and the things that are in it and the sea and the things that are in it, that there should be no longer, there should be delay no longer. But in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, the mystery of God would be finished. When the seventh angel will sound, what will happen? The angel communicates that the mystery of God, the mystery of God would be finished, will be completed as he declared to his servants, the prophets. So this angel of the covenant with the book in his hand was sent to John the apostle and he communicates that the covenants and the mysteries in the book and the mystery of God will be completed at what time? When the seventh angel sounds. 
what it sounds the trumpet the seventh blow of the trumpet do you know the book of revelation consists of the seven seals the seven trumpets and the seven bowls seven seals seven trumpets and the seven bowls the seven seals is the manifestation of the mystery of lawlessness the seven trumpets is the manifestation of the mystery of god and the seven bowl is the manifestation of god's wrath on the face of the earth seven seals seven trumpets and seven bowls i don't have time to take you into detail but this angel communicates that when seventh trumpet blow will be completed the mystery of god that he he gave and unveiled to the saints to his prophets will be completed okay then the voice spoke which i heard from heaven spoke to me again and said go take that little book which is open in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and on the earth so i went to the angel and said to him give me the little book and he said to me take and eat it and it will make your stomach bitter and it, it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth i i think i explained not in this group but what is happening that book was the book of covenants the book of prophetic covenants so actually whenever you receive a prophecy it will excite you oh that man of god prophesied on me there was a crowd of 1000 people that man of god prophesied on me that i will be a prophet and you have your head head high in the meeting and walk because you are the one person uh, received a prophecy were you excited but when that very prophetic word that you really received starts to process you into the process of god it will make your life better when the word starts to process itself that is what happened with joseph when joseph received the vision that the sun moon and the and the stars are bowing down he got so excited that he started telling his brothers you know what i saw this this is what god has in store for me but when that prophetic word started to process itself his life was bitter he went into the pit he went into slavery and all those things okay any which ways that is the explanation of of sweet in the mouth and bitter in the stomach when it is processed in your system it will make your system bitter hallelujah okay listen to me so it says verse 10 then i took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it and it was as sweet as honey in my mouth but when i had eaten in it my stomach became bitter and he said to me you must prophesy again about many peoples nations tongues and kings actually that book was given in the mouth and in the system of john the apostle that he may start to prophesy the covenants that god has made with his saints the ancient covenants are we understanding the meaning of revelation chapter number 10 now what is the mystery of god that will be fulfilled the mystery of god that will be fulfilled fulfilled when at the seventh blow of the trumpet at the sound when the angel makes on the seventh blow let's go to revelation chapter number 11 Revelation chapter number eleven, verse number fifteen. Revelation eleven fifteen. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven, saying, "The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever." That is the mystery of God that is fulfilled. The mystery is. that whatever do you know 
all things that were made visible and invisible whether whether on earth or whether in in the heavens whether thrones whether dominions or principalities everything was made through him okay colossians chapter number 1 made through him so the mystery of god is the mystery of god is everything that was made through him will be reconciled back to him hallelujah everything that was made through him will be reconciled back to him all the kingdoms of the earth will become the kingdom kingdom of christ jesus and his saints everything that was made through him will be reconciled back to him okay and this inheritance oh i cannot even use the word rich or prosperous this inheritance that is that he will receive it back will be distributed among his saints that is what ephesians chapter number 1 says have you read it so the mystery of god is reconciliation of all the kingdoms of everything back to jesus which will happen at the sounding of the seventh trumpet that the angel sounds hallelujah the mystery of god is also the mystery of god's will remember what i told the first mystery is the mystery of his will that is what i told you let's go to ephesians chapter number 1 oh my oh my hallelujah hallelujah ephesians chapter number 1 let me read from verse number 4 okay verse number 4 just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love i told you that is the that is the predestination set for us having predestined us to adoptions as sons by jesus christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved in him we have redemption through the blood through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence having made known to us verse number 9 listen now having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he which he purposed in himself that in the dispensation in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he will he might gather together in one all things in christ gathering of all things in christ reconciliation of all things back to christ both which are in heaven and are on earth in him spiritual kingdoms and physical kingdoms spiritual principalities and physical kingdoms and dominions everything okay uh, uh, if you if you if you have time go back uh, to the youtube channel we have and listen to the sermon called the principalities dominions thrones and powers you will understand the definition of everything which will help you to understand these things better okay listen to me so everything all dominions principalities thrones came back to jesus reconciled to him that is the mystery of god and also the mystery of his will that he preordained before the ages that this is this is supposed to be happen and this mystery is now unveiling before us are, are we not blessed hallelujah amen listen to me now verse number 11 in him also we have obtained an inheritance yes 
Everyone say, I have an inheritance in Christ. That inheritance cannot be measured with, 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 with monetary value. <laughs> that inheritance your bank account cannot hold. That inheritance not even the Swiss bank can hold. It's such great inheritance. Predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Are we understanding the Bible now? The words in Ephesians, the, the chapter number one in Ephesians, that we who first trusted in Christ should be the be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance? The Holy Spirit. The guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Are you understanding inheritance? The Holy Spirit is given to us until the inheritance is redeemed. It's like a fixed deposit that you have made for 10 years. And you are given some papers that you need to carry after 10 years when you go to withdraw that fixed deposit. And that paper, the proof, if you don't have the paper, they will not give you the money. If you don't carry those documents. Am I right? Okay. So to, to redeem that fixed deposit along with the interest that, it, uh, that has accumulated in those 10 years, you have to take the paper. And th that paper is the Holy Spirit. That guarantee is, a, is the Holy Spirit. Until the purchased possession of God has been redeemed and given to the hands of the, in, into the hands of the saints. That is the inheritance in Christ. Hallelujah. You are not poor. You carry an inheritance that is there and it will be redeemed on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. Christians, 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 don't measure prosperity with money and with material things. That is not real prosperity. The real prosperity is the revelation of the inheritance we have in Jesus Christ. That all kingdoms, everything, Hallelujah, that proceeded through him will be reconciled back to him. And that is the inheritance. We, it will be distributed among us. Hallelujah, among the saints of God. Are we, are we understanding? I have cleared the mystery of God and the mystery of his will. Two mysteries are cleared. Hallelujah, are we on the same page? If you are on the same page, raise your hands and say, Amen. Hallelujah, okay. Okay, the mystery of God are covenants of God or the mystery of his will are covenants of God. Okay, now the operation of a mystery. The operation of a mystery is a mystery, write it down. A mystery is God's preordained will or agenda that when it is opened or revealed or tapped into, it starts to manifest itself to fulfill the same. Let me repeat that. A mystery is God's preordained will or agenda that when it is opened or revealed or tapped into, it starts to manifest for the fulfillment of that mystery. Of that mystery. Remember, the Bible says that no one was worthy to open the seal of the scroll, but one was found. Who was he? The lamb that was slain. When he started to open the seal, one seal was open, something happened. It was a mystery hidden in the first seal. 
What happened? A rider on a white horse came who had a crown on his head and he was given power to conquer and go on conquering. The first sealed opened the mystery of lawlessness, the revealing of the Antichrist. I am trying to explain you the operation of a mystery. The operation of a mystery is, mystery is first of all a hidden God's agenda that when someone opens it, it starts to manifest itself on earth. That is a operation of the mystery. The seven seals on that scroll, the scroll signifies the mystery that was sealed. And when Jesus Christ, the lamb, okay, I have told you, the Bible says he became worthy. He qualified himself. He was not pre-qualified, but he did something that qualified himself, who Jesus Christ, to open the seals. What he did was, he broke the covenant of the water and the blood and the spirit on earth. Okay, if you want to understand that, go to one of my sermons on the channel and it will help you to understand how Jesus became worthy to open the seal because the earth has been held by three elements that is the water, the blood and the spirit mentioned in the book of the epistle of John. Okay, hallelujah. There are three who witness in heaven. That is the father, the word that is Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And when they three agree, they can do their will on in heaven. But on earth, father cannot intervene directly. Because on earth, there are three elements that carry out decisions and implement it. That is the water, the blood, and a satanic spirit. That is the spirit, spirit of Lucifer. So uh, in other, I will not go into that, but Jesus broke, Jesus broke that covenant of the water, the blood, and became worthy to open the seal. What are the seals? The seals is the mystery of lawlessness, which initiates the mystery of God. What is that? The seals is the mystery of lawlessness that initiates the mystery of God. Because when the seventh seal was opened, I don't have time to go in the scripture. You know what happened? The seven trumpets started to manifest at the opening of the seventh seal. So the seven seals are just an initiator of God's, God's mystery. That is, all things will be reconciled back to Christ. And the seven seals is the mystery of lawlessness. It starts with, it, it, it starts with the Antichrist coming on the horse and conquering the hearts of men. The mystery of lawlessness. That is where I want to come next. The mystery of lawlessness. Hallelujah. Are we together, people? Hallelujah. Okay, we have... We have just 14 minutes. I don't know if I will be able to cover or not, but we have 14 minutes. Let's see what we can do. This is a, okay. Okay. So what did I say? Seven seals, seven trumpets, and seven bowls. Seven seal is the mystery of lawlessness, which initiates into the mystery of God, which is the, which are the seven trumpets, which initiates to the wrath of God on the earth, which are, which are the seven bowls of, of the wrath of God. Okay? <laughs> Let's go to the mystery of lawlessness. Let's start off. Mystery of lawlessness. First Thessalonians chapter number 2. First Thessalonians chapter number 2. 
uh, not first Thessalonians, sorry, second Thessalonians, chapter number two. I am reading from verse number one. Verse number one. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you. He's talking about Jesus Christ and we gathering to him, rapture. Rapture. Verse number two, he's talking about rapture, saying, not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ has come, had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come. Everyone say that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. What is the falling away? And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, the man of lawlessness, that is the Antichrist. Okay? So don't believe. A pre-tribulation rapture theory is demonic. If you confess that with me, say a pre-tribulation rapture theory is demonic, where the Bible clearly says the day of the rapture will not happen until was what? The Antichrist is revealed. You and me will see the Antichrist. We will see the lawlessness increasing on the face of earth. We will go through a tribulation of the six seals, uh, of the five seals. I don't have time to show you, but the rapture will take place at the opening of the sixth seal. Hallelujah. Okay, so Apostle Paul is revealing to them the about rapture and about the lawlessness. Okay, and first of all, he is saying that that day of rapture when Christ comes and takes us will not come until what? Until the man of sin, the, the, the son of perdition, the Antichrist is revealed, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. I will come to the Antichrist, but stay with me. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things, and now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time. Verse number seven is important. For the mystery of lawlessness. The mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Everyone say the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Okay? Now, let me explain that verse. The mystery of lawlessness is already at work. You know where it is working first? Inside the church. Where? Inside the church. It is at work. Now the work of the mystery of lawlessness, I will define it. When the Bible says the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, it means that people are being programmed for the mystery of lawlessness to manifest. What did I say? The mystery of lawlessness is already at work means that people are being programmed. You and me and everyone are being, they are trying us to program for the manifestation of the mystery of lawlessness. That is the coming of Antichrist. Let me explain you with a simple example. How many of you have gone to 
I I want to go, but I I did not yet get a chance to go to uh, what you call this Leh Ladakh. Has anyone here gone there? Leh Ladakh? No one. Okay, even I did not go. I wanted to go. But Tejal has gone. Okay, so yes. tell us one thing. When you land in Leh, they have made a rule now. The government or you know the community has made a rule. that you have to stay there in leh and not go further so that your body gets acclimatized to that weather because it was found by a survey that many people are going there and starting to tour leh ladakh that that high altitude points without getting acclimatized as a result of which they are getting sick and many of them are dying so what they tell you is when you land in leh so leh and ladakh have many points which are at high altitudes where there is no oxygen so they are been instructed yes you are allowed but now it is a rule that i am trying to explain you you have to get acclimatized to that low oxygen level for two days right acclimatize yourself to the low oxygen level when your body is used to the low oxygen level then you can step and go ahead to visit the points so the working of the mystery of lawlessness is like a acclimatization of the real thing we are are we understanding people we are being programmed to get used to and to accept what is coming okay what what is happening the mystery of lawlessness is already at work it's spiritual programming it's mental programming of christians believers unbelievers all together are being programmed that's why the rules and laws are changing hmm hallelujah ethics are changing moral values are changing because the book of daniel daniel reveals that when he comes he will change times and laws who antichrist do you know who is he the king of the north hallelujah i i don't have time today but the i understanding the mystery of lawlessness the antichrist hallelujah the manifestation is already at work and we are been programmed where the programming is happening in the church stay with me okay stay with me first thessalonians chapter number 2 verse 7 says the mystery of lawlessness is already at work oh i am sorry second thessalonians chapter number 2 verse 7 which we read now says the mystery of lawlessness is already at work in the church and among the believers that is what is the context in which paul is speaking let's go to first john chapter 2 verse 18 and 19 first john chapter 2 verse 18 and 19 little children it is the last hour and as you have heard that the antichrist is coming even now many antichrist have come by which we know that is the that it is the last hour they went out from us from where did they go go out small antichrist small antichrist or antichrist however you pronounce smaller versions of it who are who are assigned to carry out the work of lawlessness that is spiritual programming of the minds of people for the manifestation of lawlessness john is saying that many of them have already appeared and they have what gone out from among us from the bunch of preachers prophets and apostles hallelujah are you understanding 
the mystery of lawlessness is at work in the churches is it is at work in the life and ministries of so called servants of god they went out from us but they were not of us for if they had been of us they would have continued with us but they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us oh my god hallelujah are you understanding the antichrist spirit will first work in the churches yes when i took a series on the mystery babylon i have explained that babylon is able to rule the nations because babylon has got into the churches first and the church has sold his uh, uh, her rights to babylon the right of dominating the earth that's why babylon has taken the rights of the church and now dominating it, those are the sorcerers okay any which ways the mystery of lawlessness is working where inside the churches let me take you to another scripture matthew's chapter number 7 matthew matthew's chapter number 7 hallelujah <clears throat> and verse number i think verse number 21 onwards 21 to 23 not everyone who says to me lord lord shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my father in heaven many will say to me in that day lord lord have we not prophesied in your name cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name and then i will declare to them i never knew you depart from me you who practice what tell me remove your mute and say what is that you who practice lawlessness 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 who are practicing it the servants of god lawlessness you see that so the servant of servants of god who are operating in the anointing but at the same time operating in lawlessness will be thrown to hell on that day when the when jesus comes and they will say lord we have done for you but you jesus will say you operated in the spirit of anti antichrist and you were lawless okay what is lawlessness in the church lawlessness in the church means sin is normalized huh lawlessness means normalization of sin normalization of sin a bunch of pastors who are who are the renowned pastors of india renowned pastors have started to preach and teach and say that don't say evil of anything don't point out people's sin only say good things yes where are you from avdi you are from bangalore the most famous pastor in bangalore is doing that is doing that he has stuck posters on his church like two commandments of the church one commandment is don't speak evil of anything of any person of anything and second is don't speak evil of any religion if that happens where we will preach the gospel because the post gospel i told you what is the gospel the gospel targets the ego of people it is the found it is come it comes with a foundation of repentance if we don't preach that sin is sin evil is evil am i right we, the book of isaiah says what is evil we are supposed to say it is evil what is good we are supposed to say it is good but what will happen in the the lawlessness is they they say the evil is good and the good they make evil if anyone preaches the real gospel they will say these people are evil the pastors influential pastors who have 
the whole Indian congregation of Christians under the influence of their voice, lawlessness have entered them. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? Lawlessness is normalizing sin. Normalizing sin. Lawlessness is saying evil is good. You can call evil good. Yeah. If anyone is going on sinning, some Christians are Christians from 10 years. Still, they are worshipping idols, going into temples. Oh, don't offend them, brother. We should not hurt. We are not hurting anyone. We are exposing darkness through the word of God that we are supposed to do. The children of light, the vessels of light, when they go in darkness, what we will do? We will expose darkness. Be aware of this hanky-panky gospel preaching where they don't address sin, where they will not teach you to live a holy life, where they will not correct you and rebuke you to consecrate and live, sanctif uh, live in sanctification for Jesus. The Bible says sanctification is the will for you. Yes, Paul says to the, to, to the church of Thessalonians, lawlessness, lawlessness is normalizing sin, is normalizing sin in the church. Hallelujah. Pastors are not seeing that if people are living, young people are living a holy life or not. Oh, you know the guitar? You know to play the keyboard? You know to sing? Come and be a worship leader. Just putting people on the worship stage. Making the holy pulpit of God unholy and installing demons on the pulpit. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The requirement to be a worship leader nowadays is just to know the guitar and sing nicely. You become a worship leader. It's not holiness. It's not consecration. Lawlessness is at work. And when that worship leader sings, sings the same impartation is released on people. Lawlessness is at work. Lawlessness is at work. Are we understanding? Oh my, hallelujah. A last scripture and then we will pray. Then we will pray. First John chapter number 4. Lepaya Sakama no Kuri. Hallelujah. First John chapter number four. Verse number one. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. Whether they are, they are of God, because many false prophets have go gone out into the world. Don't receive every prophecy that comes from anyone. Test the spirits. Because many false prophets, many men of lawlessness, will come to you, try to prophesy to you, try to say something or release something in you, in the name of your God, but they are not of God. Test every spirit. By this you know the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Okay, stay with me. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming. And is now already in the world. What does that mean? The spirit of Antichrist confesses that Jesus is not limited by human standard. He is a supernatural God. He did not come in the flesh. It, it, it is a, I, I don't have time now to explain in detail. But actually he is talking about normalizing sin. You know, if we say, oh, Jesus walked on earth in holiness. But he was Jesus, brother. He was the son of God. He had special abilities. In other words, he is saying that Jesus did not come in the flesh and experience the limitations and the temptations of the flesh. He was tempted in every way we were tempted, but yet he remained holy. 
that is the gospel that is the gospel if he can overcome sin as a man we can overcome and live a holy life that is the gospel but twisting it and turning it and telling people oh jesus did all those things and he was holy because he was the son of god but we cannot you know we can we do commit adultery we do commit fornication we sometimes have to drink alcohol all those things are okay normalizing sin and saying that jesus did all those things but we don't have to do because he has done the work yes a famous pastor in delhi who has built a mega church i heard his doctrine and what he is saying is jesus has done everything for you you don't have to do, do anything that is grace i i, I cannot pre that is what he is teaching and now he has built a mega church thousands are under lawlessness my god do you sense people of god by the release of this word what is happening around us and how the spirit of lawlessness oh you know what crowds are going on the way of hell but you will find a few on the way of righteousness on the narrow path few of them few of them and i have understood it so i i i, I am not looking for a bunch of crowd to hear me out or i am not look, looking for a great ministry what i am doing is bringing hearing god and bringing his accurate voice that's it if two people listen three people listen five people listen that's okay for me because i know what we are building is the end time church hallelujah separated from the spirit and the work and the mystery of lawlessness hallelujah amen amen the mystery of lawlessness so what i covered today was the type of mysteries the mystery of god which is the mystery of his will and also the mystery of lawlessness which i have not completely covered but let's see how we will go ahead but we will pray father in heaven we thank you for this wonderful time that you gave us and thank you holy spirit that you helped us to understand the word of god and the mystery in the word of god which were opened up to us lord i pray that the people who are listening to me will not be influenced by the mystery of lawlessness and the work of lawlessness lawlessness which is already at work in our midst in our fellowship in our churches in our nation hallelujah i pray that they will consecrate themselves hallelujah that they will not be a part of the lawlessness but they will be a part of the inheritance that is the mystery of god's will the inheritance which is of theirs in christ jesus hallelujah hallelujah lord lead us lord more into sanctification and holiness that in this end times we will continue to cleanse ourselves lord meditate on your word not 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 look for big things but just do the things that we are supposed to do in re retaining the first love that is personal devotion to your word read and meditate and seek you in fasting and praying oh lord and and seeking you diligently as never before equip this people equip equip this body of christ that i am preaching and teaching them lord equip equip this group more more than conquerors group every person here in jesus mighty name will be equipped for this coming times and season in jesus mighty name with the sword of the spirit which is your word of god enlighten them lord i pray in jesus mighty name release in them a hunger and thirst and all, above all a pure heart lord that seeks you in jesus mighty name we cover all the members of the group all the individuals all their families with the blood of jesus christ of nazareth in jesus mighty name we pray amen
Amen. 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 Amen.